All right, welcome back to Theologize. We are on episode 12 and part 2 um, on our podcast, A Quantum Case for God by Dennis Zetting. Uh, with me today, I have Dennis, um, who will be joining us for the second episode. Um, so excited to continue our discussion. Hope you guys were able to listen to last week's episode. Um, and I hope that it was an encouragement for you. And I know Dennis uh, is in the field of apologetics as well um, to serve as uh, someone used by God as a tool for um, proving why we believe what we believe and that it's it, it makes sense and that God always intended it to be this way. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Last time we finished with talking about a Big Bang Theory. Um, so we touched briefly on dimensions and that's where I'd like to start today. So let's get right into the the <laughs> the thick of it, if you're fine with that. Uh, yeah, we can to save time. But I, I do encourage your listeners that if you didn't hear the last podcast session, you know, there was... Oh, you and know, by any by all means, go yeah, go on ten go minutes on or on. something about light and yeah. the scriptures in uh, the Bible that literally say that God and Jesus are light, and Jesus, you know, actually uh, being manifest as light on the Transfiguration uh, passage and the road to Damascus, you know, with his encounter, Saul's encounter with Jesus being light, um, which are hugely important. If people haven't heard that, they might get into this session and go, what's he talking about light and God and stuff like yeah. that? And and I don't want people to be confused, but yet I don't want to spend another 10 minutes going over it again. Right. You so go back. So. <laughs> I'll actually, I can put in the description of this episode where the clip was at or where the time started. That might be helpful for yeah, people. Yeah, that'd listening. be fantastic because... Um, and it'll go on my Instagram. So if people want to just go over and just hear the clip of the light part, they can yeah. do that as well. So uh, super, super important because... I don't want people, you know, starting off right off the bat going, what is this lunatic talking about? And it's <laughs> like, uh, I'm no lunatic. I just want to give all glory to God and give him full glory and credit. And uh, um, it's just so uh, fundamentally important as far as science goes on how the universe works and how everything works mm-hmm. that is uh, 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 supports biblical claims the importance of light and that God is light that uh, uh, works hand in hand with science explaining and uh, to support God uh, and Christ as the creator and sustainer of all life and, and all creation. So very important to hear that portion. And, and so I, I guess we could clear, we could talk actually kind of gateway into the next part because light you were saying in the last podcast does reach other dimensions. Um, Right, it can travel into other dimensions. Hypothetically, we can't. Uh, we don't have any experiments to actually prove it, but hypothetically, mathematically, it does. And that was one of Einstein's big thing, uh, working with a, a gentleman named Kaluza um, on extra dimensions. That uh, light as a particle. See, light is the propagation of the electromagnetic radiation. Uh, a force of energy. There are only four forces in the entire universe. There's gravity as a force. You know, if you take a, a pencil and you drop it, what's going to happen? It falls down. And there's a lot to that with general relativity that could get really bizarre. But 
let's, let's leave it at that. You have a pencil, you drop it, it falls, right? And so that's gravity. It's a force, very, very weak force. There's electro weak, which is radiation. It's the breakdown of atoms. You know, if you let off a bomb and you got the radiation, um, uh, a atomic bomb, a, uh, you have the radiation, stay away, dangerous, right? <laughs> so that's an energy force. Doesn't really involve with life forms or creation in a sense. Um, gravity doesn't really play a part. There's strong nuclear force and then there's electromagnetic radiation, which is light. The propagation of that force is light and the light particles are photons. And so, uh, I believe that God is all the forces. And, uh, but because the Bible specifically, you know, brings out light, that's the one I most study. And frankly, that's the one that is most known by science to know what it does with everything in creation. In fact, uh, um, science says that in order for the first life form to come to existence in on earth, because, you know, earth didn't have life the whole time. And what did it come from? It's called abiogenesis, the initiation of life. Science knows what is needed for that to happen. And it is light. So, so it's kind of crazy. I mean, one of the first things, then God said, let there be light. That's right. That's the precursor for the rest of creation. And I mean, when you tie that to the Big Bang, okay, so there in Genesis, you know, it talks, there's a there's an opening statement, uh, um, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And the earth was formless and void. And so it's kind of giving this description of, of you know, there was nothing before the earth, okay? And then God said, let there be light. And when science comes around and they look at the Big Bang, there was no matter, no substance at the initiation of the universe. The only thing that was there <laughs> were, was something called a super force, and that's the four forces of nature brought together, and they had to break apart because the universe couldn't exist at that state because it was perfect. It's the only moment and state of the entire existence of the universe where it was perfect. It was so perfect it couldn't expand and and uh, um, uh, generate what we call our, our reality, this universe. It had these four forces had to break apart. And so the first thing that came into existence was light. And so for science to look at the beginning of the universe, they said, oh, the first thing that comes in for everything to occur, for all matter to be created was light. And in Genesis 1-1, the very first thing that says is, let there be light. I mean, that's not a coincidence. That is two fields, one of, of, of a theology uh, making a statement and one of a science confirming that statement. It's fantastic. Yeah, that is really awesome. Yeah. Can we talk about it? What did you call it? Super force? A super force, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all four forces. And so I believe that's like, still God. That's still God is all energy of, of what we call a universe. And uh, so there's gravity, okay. electroweak, which is radiation, strong mm -hmm. nuclear, uh, um, which helps hold the uh, up quarks and down quarks within a protons and neutrons uh, in the nucleus of an atom, and uh, electromagnetic radiation, which is light. And that existed in the the voidless, the formless Earth. 
Well, right in the beginning, uh, um, now this is the, I shouldn't say voidless void. Now the earth. Yeah, there <laughs> are, uh, this is the main theory of big bang. And just to say that, um, science is a lot like religion. People just don't know it. You know, they think, Oh, science says this, and this is true. And that's, you know, there's just a, a lot of, of, uh, um, denominations in science that kind of give a picture, right? You've got Christianity and you've got, you know, 30,000 denominations like, oh, this is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says, right? And it's like together, there's some kind of general consensus about, you know, uh, uh, Jesus is God. You know, we have the Trinity and different things. And then there's a lot of things that break out, break down from there. Science is a lot like that. You know, there's, oh, the Big Bang, but there's different pictures with the big bang and multiverse and string physics. And, you know, there's all these factions that break off that you could call denominations in science. So not everybody's all agrees on everything, but when you look at what they come to facts and things that are coming out of say uh, CERN, uh, the large Hadron Collider that takes these uh, um, fundamental particles and they smash them together at near the speed of light to find out, how uh, they're trying to find out how the universe began. And what they come out with, like, there's a state where they can't go further to the beginning. They can get to this point of where these four forces break apart and start from there. And where light creates all the particles in the universe uh, that make up you, me, all the stars, planets, and everything. That light in the gamma ray spectrum of the light spectrum is what created us. Okay. The Bible says God created us. The Bible said God is light and science says light created everything. That's fantastic. But there's a thing called the singularity moment. And that's where all these things are together in a super force. And the singularity moment is when they break apart. So science says, well, what created the singularity? What existed before the singularity? And this just aligns right with scripture because at that point, it is not bound by time. Wait a minute. What are you saying, Dennis? This is mind-blowing stuff. Science is saying, if this perfect state of these forces together, and Einstein uh, uh, talks about this in something called time dilation, that at this moment, and light is in this state as well, that it is not bound by time. What we call time, you know, 30 minutes, uh, you know, how long is 30 minutes? 30 minutes. You know, it's this arbitrary something that, that we created to come with this concept of time. Um, and we try to make it linear, but there's, I mean, I could talk hours on it, but I want to get to the point where this singularity or light and let's break light down to this. Light is not bound by time. What does that mean? What am I trying to say? I'm saying that if you're light, you're eternal. Mm. There's no beginning. There's no end. I don't know. That sounds a lot like what Jesus is describing <clears throat> as eternal salvation, right? right? In this place. And so science is saying there is an eternal state if you are light or if you are in light. So when Jesus tells us 
hey, I am in you. I am within you. I'm in your midst, right? We know that Jesus is in us. He's part of us. We are actually made of Jesus in his image because he created all the particles in the universe. So the particles that make us up were created by him. We are literally light. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know the uh, um, equation E equals MC squared, yeah, that'll be the only uh, mathematical equation or <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll talk about. <laughs> but that's energy can turn into mass or turn into matter. And so light turned into mass, but mass can matter can turn back into energy. And so if we were to convert from our mass or the matter of what we're made up of, and we convert into energy, we would turn back into light. Mm. We are made from light. We could turn back into light. Um, that is basic uh, physics, which is fantastic. But Okay, I, I, there's this thing where, and you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, it's like, oh, I've got my faith. What do I really need science for? And I just want to say that it's made me become so much closer to God. You know, I used to sit there and go, when I pray, I'd pray out there, God, help me. You know, I, I'm praying for uh, um, the health of my mother. Or I'm praying for financial, you know, um, uh, 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 favor, Stability, you know, yeah. or I'm praying for, you know, uh, maybe I had a argument with somebody as oh, give me wisdom, you know, and we pray out there. And what are we praying to? Where? All right. Mm-hmm. We're praying out there. God, you're everywhere. But I used to, and, and I think a lot of people identify with this. It's like, I used to pray, God out there. Where are you? You know, on the one hand, it says God is everywhere. And at the other hand, we say, God, come. Well, if God is already here, where is he going to come? He's already here. But, you know, then we know it's different degrees of God. God is here. But what I find is with quantum physics and light and what it involves with, I see God everywhere because he's made you. I don't have to say, God, where are you? I see you are made in God's image because you're literally made of light. And so if God is light, I see God in you. You know what I'm saying? It's so awesome. And a depth of not, you know, I hope you hear me, God, but I'm in awe of God because I see God in so many things. Hmm. And, um, you know, earlier you said, hey, I'd kind of like to get in this subject of additional dimensions and time and stuff like that in this heavenly realm. And I want to talk about that because I love talking about it. But here's the thing of why. I don't want to just talk about it for the science. I used to, you know, the my first book, A Quantum Case for God, it's all like scientific. It's like, oh, here are the facts of science. And here's how it, you know, overwhelmingly supports the existence of God. And it's kind of like, you know, reading a uh, car manual, you know, here's how a car works. It's like, well, if you're not really into how the car works, it's like, you may not want to read it. But when you find out, and I'm working on my second book, and the second book's going to be more about why, here's the depth of what you get mm-hmm. when you start getting this. And here's what I want to kind of touch upon here, here in this episode is this whole concept of heaven, right? I used to have this concept of heaven that I die, Jesus saved me, mm-hmm. and when I die, 
I go to heaven. All right. That's how I used to think. And I think a lot of people think that. And we live our life going through this like, I have faith. I know it. I have faith. I know it. But when I die. But the thing is, we don't die and then go to heaven. We are already there. In our spirit is there. And so think about this. All right. Um, the perspective. And um, let's say what we want to try and do is if we could picture ourselves in heaven, okay, looking at ourselves here on earth in the flesh, because it's hard for us to look at ourselves here in the flesh is easy, but to think of us in heaven, okay, but let's try and turn it around. We're in heaven and we're trying to think of ourselves here on earth in the flesh. Okay. And, um, we might touch upon how this could look in, in physics. Um, it, it, as a simple analogy, let's say we're driving in a car. Okay. When you accelerate in a car, right, you feel the acceleration, but once you get to a cruising speed, you're in something called a rest state. All right. So let's say you're eating a donut, right, in your car, and you're moving along and you're going 35 miles an hour and you drop the donut. What happens? It falls right on your lap, right? But if you're driving along and you open your window and you drop the donut out, what happens? It goes flying like backwards, right? Because you're moving. So in one state, you got this picture when you're in the car and you're at this rest state, you know, at a cruising speed, it feels from your perspective, the world is coming at you, right? But when you are watching somebody drive their car by, right, they look like they're moving through the world, right? You've got this, the uh, uh, houses, you've got street lights type of thing. And you see the car whizzing by because theirs are stationary. And so that's because if you're at a rest state from your perspective and you see the car going by, your perspective is they're moving. But if you're in the car, your perspective is the world is coming at you. Very important, okay? Because if you have this perspective of light, scientists observe light like the car moving, okay? It's moving 186,000 miles per second. But it looks like it's moving like a car. I mean, it's so fast, but okay. Um but imagine if you could climb into the light and look at the universe going like you're in your car, right? And it's at its rest state. What happens is to get a glimpse of God's perspective, because God is light. We're now getting in the car. We're getting into that light photon from light's perspective. Everything, there's no time. There's no space. Everything has happened or will happen. It, um, how do I explain it? It is a light photon, if we watch it, will take billions of years, uh, uh, trillions of years, I don't even know how many years it would take to go from one end of the universe to the other. A light right? photon? A light photon. And that's talking about the speed of light. At right? the speed of light. So, for example, I mean, there are some stars when you look out at the night sky that... 
that star doesn't even exist anymore because it took maybe, let's say, uh, two billion years for that photon of light to travel from that star to your eye. And so when it hits your eye, that that took two billion years, that star might not even be there anymore. Yeah, that's why It looks like it, but that's what we see. We see history, okay? And so... Um, we see history, yeah. That's but <laughs> the light photon didn't take, say, two billion light years to travel. It took zero time. Even a photon of light that existed, came into existence at the instance of the Big Bang. And let's say, say hypothetically, the Big Bang was 13.8 billion years ago mm. by chronological age. Okay. That photon has not aged one second. And in 13 more billion years, it won't age one second. It takes zero time to traverse the entire universe, right? We're in the car. It took zero time to go the whole universe. Mm. And it took, uh, um, and so the history of the universe is already happened from light's perspective. Mm. So what does that mean? Okay. That describes eternity. Yeah. And it describes how God can already tell us in the Bible and say what is going to happen. Because it, from the light's perspective, it's already happened. We just see it from a different perspective. To me, that's mind-blowing. Yeah, that is very mind-blowing. So imagine if we can, because Jesus says we can, climb into this light, you know, from light's perspective, because we'll be in this eternal state. And let's turn it around. What do we see if we look back on earth from this eternal state? No time goes by, but yet we can see uh, um, what's going on from our in our life. So imagine right now we're going through life and our perspective is like wearing um, AI goggles, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, uh, to play like a video game, right? Yeah, like the it, Oculus or just virtual reality. That's yeah. right. Okay, we got these virtual reality goggles on, right? And we're going through, and from our perspective, this is how we're going through life. Here it comes. Oh, I I got these bills to pay. Oh, I got this here trouble. Or, you know, or this is frustrating. Or, hey, this is great. You know, and we're playing, uh, we're doing life from these virtual goggle perspective. All right. Let's take these goggles off because we're looking from heaven's perspective down on us. And it's like playing a video game, you know, far away on a TV screen and you got the overview, right? And you see the rooms or the, you know, where the bad guys are and, uh, or this here area. And you've got a, a larger picture and you know what? We get killed. We die in the video game. You know, you get that music or whatever, Mario Brothers, or, or, <laughs> or you die, right? Yeah. And what happens from your perspective sitting on the couch? Oh, okay, the game's over. I'll just play another game. Imagine that perspective from heaven, that the worst thing that can happen to us here on earth is nothing. Yeah, dying but you're dying and you're not dead a temporary you are yeah. there in the spirit mm. alive eternal you cannot die but you see yourself from this perspective oh i had some trouble getting through this here room or getting this financial oh here's another door that'll open here or i can go in this here room or down this path and it's like it makes from this perspective going through life 
so much easier and enjoyable and calm and fantastic than trying to play it with virtual goggles on. I guess that's why Paul was saying that, you know, I count all of these things as nothing for the sake of knowing Christ. Amen. So he's already thinking in the heavenly dimension. But the hard part is for humans to get those glasses on, you know, because we're so in this physical, we're so tied in this physical realm. So how, how would you encourage someone to to do that? Well, I think the first place to start is um, knowing that you are saved. Knowing that what Christ did on the cross, you know, he came um, to reestablish our place in heaven, right? Um, and save us from death. In Hebrews, he says he came to help us overcome the fear of death. You know, we are afraid of dying. Why are we afraid of dying? If we believe Christ, we still have this fear right, of dying. He tried, He came to overcome that. And uh, so, first thing, we really want to need to believe that we are, we don't die and then go to heaven, but we are already, our spirit is in heaven in this eternal state. And then what we want to do is if we can connect with our spirit in heaven, or even the first thing, like I say, is just imagine being in heaven and then looking from this perspective of how we go through life. And uh, I think that's a great first place to start. Okay. Yeah. I think it would be really encouraging for people to, because I mean, especially in 2020, you know, people were looking at this world as so like everything that they know, love, hope for is crashing around, uh, crashing down around them. But you would attribute that just to being stuck with, the car, you know, the car view only. Correct? Am I? Um, yes. I'm being in the car and here's the world coming at me, right? Yeah. And from that perspective and uh, is, is a way where the virtual goggles, I like to look at the virtual goggles on and we don't take them off, but this is reality. This is everything. And oh, now I'm getting hit with this. And, and, and that's completely different. The world's falling apart. And um, uh I mean, if I didn't have the perspective I, I have, and I mean, I have the advantage of being able to ascend into heavenly and and really just do what I'm saying, uh, whereas most people, at least you got to start with imagining this here perspective change, right? Um, uh, it was an awful year for me, 2020. There was like so many things that are really would could have been devastating. All right. But um, I just had this thing. It's like, I was just calm and it's like, you know what? God's already told us the end of the story. Yeah. And God's right. And so with that, um, it was really nothing to be anxious for, mm -hmm. you know, um, to be worried about. There are no tears. There's no pain in heaven. Uh, of, there's no lack. There's no want. I mean, there's not even greed. 
there's there's no place for greed not because it's 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 um written that you know don't don't be greedy or don't envy uh, i mean these laws aren't even applied in heaven because there's no need of these laws they're just natural state because if everything is at your access and there's there's no there's no need to have more than somebody else like you can have what have whatever you know right. what i'm saying it's at yeah. your access and so if yeah, everything is there there's nothing. really no greed or envy mm-hmm. you don't be envious for somebody else in heaven for what they have because if you really wanted that you have it too yeah, you, you know have it it's all. like yeah. where we don't have that here in this realm of the flesh of this here temporal right and so we have different struggles um but if you have that perspective in the heavenly state, really to put it in perspective, our life, let's say it's 80 years or 90 years compared to eternity, it doesn't even show up on the radar. Mm. It's a blink of an eye. Do you remember the blink of an eye you had uh, 17 years, <laughs> 17 years Eight hours, three minutes, and 42 seconds ago. Right. Yeah, no. You don't remember that blink, but it happened. But that's kind of the perspective of our life here from the heavenly realm state. And not to say that our time here isn't important, but you get an appreciation of how blessed we are and what more we can make of this life here in the flesh when we change and shift our perspective. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, people ask me, why do I study quantum physics? What does that have to do with God? To me, it's changed my life. Mm. What is, uh, you were talking about, you can ascend to the heavenly. What does that look like? Can you kind of like paint a picture? Um, I can, but a lot of it, is difficult to put in the words. Hmm. It's just doesn't do it justice. The words. We. That's funny that you say that because we were talking about Revelation um, with my small group recently, and it was funny because John had to try to put what he saw onto a piece of paper, <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. I was like, even a picture wouldn't do it justice, you know. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It. It's. I'd rather try and help people to at least start with imagination of being in a heavenly realm. And there's, I believe more than, I mean, there's more than one way to get there, you know? Um, But there are some correlations or similarities you hear from different stories of people ascending to heaven, you know, and a lot of them come from people with near death experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's uncanny how many people talk about a light, they encounter a light. Wait a minute, God's light. Oh, hello. Um, (laughs) uh, they encounter this light and then they just get a piece and they say, oh, I'm not ready or my, my mission here isn't done yet. And so they come back to their temporal being, right, and live out their life, but they're changed. Uh, Many, many people that have these near-death experiences are now changed because they had this perspective of being in this heavenly realm. From that perspective, come back here and get this aha state like, 
there's really not that much to worry about here because where we are, or some people believe we're going, you know, is just so beautiful and just so perfect mm. that why worry when we're here? And so, you know, they, they say they're not ready. They come back. And so I believe that, you know, um, not everyone, but some people, you know, in their spirit state and think about this, you know, it's like, imagine heaven, right? And you're in the spirit, you're created, right? And we know that God created spiritual beings because a third of the angels fell. They were created spiritual beings, right? We're creating a spirit. Now imagine uh, uh, Jesus or God going, I have an assignment on earth. Who wants to do this assignment? Pick me. I'll go. Oh, okay, David. We'll do this assignment for you. Boom. You are born in the flesh and you live out your life with some kind of purpose or mission that you just know in your knowing, in your gut, you don't know where it comes from, but you are here on this earth to do this purpose like an assignment from heaven and you're here to do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And so is that you being born here going, oh, I just want to do this for God? Or were you in the spirit signing up going, send me, Lord, because I want to do that assignment. And I think a lot of us here on earth are doing those types of things. Hmm. And so when you think people miss out on that, I would call it purpose, um, that they're missing out on something that was originated, you know, before there, it wasn't God didn't assign them that purpose here. It was originated in the heavenlies. I believe that it could be uh, both, but I believe that, yeah, a lot of uh, uh, purposes or, or, or people saying, yeah, I'll do that for you, Lord, and, and I'll do that on earth. I think that's some of the hardest thing for people to find out is their purpose, especially if you if you don't work in any sort of a ministry. A lot of people think that, where do I find my purpose? What am I really supposed to be doing? Um and so I just find that if you have a moment to share a bit of encouragement for those maybe looking for their purpose, listening, um, if you would do that. Yeah. And uh, that's he, when people say, why do I study quantum and stuff like that? It's like, well, I, I believe that my purpose here is to uh, bring from the heavenly realm to this earthly realm some important information and it has to do in this field of quantum physics because you know um what is loosed in heaven will be loosed on earth what is uh, bound in heaven will be bound or you know it's like lord uh um uh, uh our father who art in heaven how would be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know it's like the things that are discovered on earth you know for example gravity at some point in history, gravity was discovered. Did it just come into existence? No, it was always there. Right, right. So me, science uncovering these things about how God works, doesn't mean it just came into being. It's always been there. But um, it's unfolding. And I believe one of my missions, one of my purposes here, is, uh, because I did not go to university to study quantum physics. But I found as soon as I heard it, boom, 
that resonates with me. I have to know more about this. And then to a point where I have to tell people about this. And it's like, uh, I get most of my stuff for where to research and what to study from God's direction. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I, I had this one point where in my research, it's like, I, I was reading, you know, books and books and books and research. And I do research. Believe me, I do research. And I had this one book, it was like three quarters read, and I found it so boring. And I had a dream a couple weeks later. And the, and the Lord's like, hey, read that book, Quantum Electrodynamics by Richard Feynman again. I'm like, really, Lord? Like, that book was like boring. It's got nothing. Read it again. So I woke up. It's like, all right, Lord said, read that book. So I go and read this book. And it's like, I never even read it before. It just became alive. And mm. it uncovered so many important nuances and facts about how light works in um, the world with atoms and molecules and whatnot, that it was just eye opening. And so, um, you know what, if you're out there, and you know, you have a purpose, and not everybody has a purpose. That, you know, that I'm saying that we're not all spirit, you know, signing up for these assignments. But if you are, if you're out there listening, this resonates with you, like, man, I just know that I'm a worship leader, or I am a going to be a pastor. Do you know how many, how much the world needs pastors right now? Like new pastors, like revive pastors with a different message that we can pull out of the atmosphere of the unseen and bring it into this realm of the scene that will resonate with new people that have not heard the gospel of Christ yet, but you have a message that can be said in a different way than a Billy Graham would have said it. Mm. And so if you hear this and it's resonating, you know what I'm talking about? You signed up for this type of mission. You know, maybe that's you, David. You know, it's like, man, I know what he's talking about. I don't get it all with quantum and light and all this. But when he says, you know, I have this mission or purpose, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going in this direction because it's just in me. All right. Then I just want to encourage you to keep walking, but try and go to the heavenly place. What is that like? And get from that perspective down to the earth instead of just always walking with the virtual reality. It's like a blind person. How do you describe the color red to a blind person? It's mm -hmm. very difficult. Yeah. But if you could give them sight, then all of a sudden, oh, that's what you're talking about. Mm. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to describe. We are walking through this world blindly with these virtual reality goggles on. Take the goggles off. We have that ability and to look in the heavenly realm and you'll see, wow, that's what red looks like. And what I'm talking about is, wow, this is what eternal salvation looks like. Mm. And yeah. And I I'm, I know the Bible talks about, you know, seeing the world through the lens of Christ and yeah. to put on the mind of Christ. Why? Because it's not, it's not what's in this VR type world. So, That's right. Um, we're going to be closing here in a few minutes, Dennis, but I did want you to um, bring up any closing thoughts and encouragements you had. Um, before we jump out? Well, that's, I don't know, for me, that's an exciting thing 
that I just touched upon and that yeah, is and that's why I was like, wow, tap into good. what is, you know, as a listener, what is your purpose or do you have something that resonates in you in whatever area it is? It may seem bizarre. It may seem like I didn't know that was me. You know, it may be you're an artist. Maybe you're a songwriter. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you are a business person. Maybe you're a scientist. You know, I, I had this uh, uh, great, amazing story. Maybe I'll close with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did this speaking engagement uh, outside Boise, Idaho. And um, Friday night, the, they had like five churches and they brought the youth together on Friday night. And then on Saturday, all day, I talked to the, uh, you know, the adults, say. Um, and when I say youth, I mean, they were young adults, uh, um, and uh, youth, they were anywhere from, say, 12 to 18. And uh, I had my book, and I gave away a free signed copy. Anybody wanted it. And they just lined up for it, and it was great. And, and uh, um, you know, I was hoping and praying they got something out of it. And, and then Saturday next day, well, one of the young gentlemen, uh, young guys who was there Friday night, and he went home, and we didn't get out of there till like, 10 o'clock. And he had an over an hour drive home. He got home, he read my entire book, and he called his uh, youth pastor up that drove him, and he gave his life to the Lord. Oh, wow. Because he's basically like, well, I don't know, but I'm hanging out. I like these guys, you know, I'm friends, you know, it's like, and it resonated with him. And he came back Saturday to just thank me and bless me. And he said, look, I love science. But I thought that you couldn't be a Christian and do science. Mm. I want to just, I'm so excited to be able to go and get education in science and be able to give glory to the Lord. And so that's one of the areas, you know, uh, uh, Lance Walnall talks about, you know, the seven uh, mountains and there's finance, there's, uh, um, uh, and one of the mountains is science. And that's one of the ones that I work on. Right. And I'm part of an association that there's over 3,000 Christian scientists that love the Lord, love God, but yet they're all about science. What were those mountains? I, I would like to read them off. For... Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can name them all off, but um, there's government, science, education, uh, finance. Uh, what else? Um, anyway, Lance Wall now. Lance Walnell. Yeah. All right. For those listening, Lance Walnell. Walnell. W A L N A U, I believe it oh, is. I see that. Okay. The Seven Mountains, the culture to transformation. Looks like that's what it is. Awesome. So, you know, so there's a story where at least for my mission, my purpose, what I'm doing, it resonated with somebody that got excited about that mountain of science and being able to go, wait a minute, I thought this was not something I could do as a Christian and discovered it is. And it's very much needed. And so I just encourage anyone listening to see what they resonate with, that they have a passion to give glory to the Lord Almighty in this life, it's worth it. 
That's awesome. Dennis, I want to thank you for coming on um, and talking about your book, Dennis's book, A Quantum Case for God by Dennis Zetting. Um, do you have a rough time frame for the second one or is it just in the in the research and writing and editing stages? Um, it's more than halfway done. Okay. I don't have a title yet. I had a working title, but I'm changing it. The mm. Lord spoke to me and, and, and changing it. And the first book is all about the science and the facts, but the second book is more about kind of what we're talking about here, our purpose and what the heavenly realm looks like. How do you get there? Um, at least for me and the journey and how, um, these things of science really actually made me a deeper, uh, more God loving and more of a relationship with the Lord. And so the other book is going to be much more on that with the science to come along with it. Um, but I'm very excited about it and I'm glad I got my contacts back. I was using this uh, writing app and, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, stuff happened in 2020, you know, this last year. And yeah. as I was writing, I was writing and, and it's all on the cloud, right? In this app. And so you don't have to save it back up. And, um, I'm writing and all of a sudden, Hey, Hey, where'd my stuff go? My whole book disappeared. Oh, wow. Lost. I spent three hours trying to recover it. Couldn't get it. And so I, I wrote the app company and, uh, you know, day went by, day was by, day. I was like, oh my gosh, you're wow. talking two years of writing oh, already gone in an instant. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, if I have to start over, I have to start over. I have that heavenly perspective. I wouldn't want to do it, you know, because you get all these nuggets, right? And then the nuggets there, and then, you know, you either write it down or it's gone. And uh, um, I think on day five, they recovered it. And it's like, whew. Yeah, wow. Blessing. So <laughs> I don't have to start from scratch, which is great. So. Yeah, that would have been a big, big time sweater yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, Dennis, I do want to thank you for taking some time and coming on and talking about your, your book and your new book and um, being an encouragement to people um, and tying science with God and showing that they can coexist and should coexist and do coexist. Um, in fact, God is the creator of science. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening to episode 12 of Theologize and um, part two of A Quantum Case for God. Uh, We will see you guys next time, and we want to thank you for the support, and uh, future episodes are coming. Have a good one.